0: Hey, uh, have you heard about this? Ontario is wanting to permanently give private cannabis retailers the option of what? Delivering and curbside pickup for you, the consumer. It's part of a wide-ranging bill introduced in the legislature yesterday. Here to talk about it, David Clement, he is a North America Affairs Manager for Consumer Choice Center. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So uh, this proposal, it is part of a wide-ranging bill. Can you tell us uh, just the ins and outs of what you're proposing?
1: Yeah, so what we're hearing right now is that uh, Ontario is going to permanently allow for cannabis retailers to offer delivery and to offer curbside pickup. And the backstory on that is that that was something that was prohibited prior to COVID. It was legalized um, temporarily during the first part of the pandemic. Um, then, when things started to open up again, they took it away. <laughs> so they they flip flopped back and forth. And so it is nice to hear the province finally commit to allowing these retailers to do what is really, in my opinion, quite reasonable considering how we treat alcohol in this province. Um, and it's a it's a big win for consumer choice. And it's a huge blow for black market cannabis because. That is still quite accessible. And so anything that can make legal cannabis more accessible for adults um, is, is best because that's going to continue to chip away at the black market share of how cannabis is purchased.
0: And that was part of the reason for legalizing marijuana, cannabis in the first place was to, mm-hmm. you know, allow uh, us to take a big uh, baseball bat to the black market uh, portion of the, the industry. And I know that they've been allowing delivery. Well, they've been just do- making deliveries for years and you have to play video <laughs> yeah. games with the person that makes the drop, but that's a different story. Uh, that's not what you're proposing in uh, the delivery. So what would delivery look like? What did it look like?
1: So it looked. It was actually it was a little it was a little clumsy if I'm being honest with you. And that was mostly mostly because an employee of the store, or there were there was one designated partner um, company, were able to make the deliveries. And so if you're a retailer, you have to you had to have extra people um, on staff in order to make some of these deliveries. It was very similar to like the Domino's pizza delivery model. Um, which certainly has its merits, um, but it might not be the best overall framework for how to deliver um, something like cannabis. Mm -hmm. What I've long argued is that we should allow for third parties, uh, so long as they're licensed, so that would be like ride-sharing drivers, um, to fill in any of the void for delivery. So retailers can certainly have staff and designated delivery staff if they would like but if they'd like to outsource that and partner with some of these organizations or or companies that already have the infrastructure and already deliver alcohol um, for me it seems like a no-brainer that's probably the quickest fastest way to integrate it into the way in which we already order things i wonder um, if there's any
0: concern of the product going missing with a third-party pickup you've already paid for it oh i don't
1: know we lost your order yeah, I, I mean, that's a valid concern, but we haven't seen that with uh, we haven't seen it with alcohol. And that's just mostly because the sharing economy is so integrated into tracking and tracing right. that it is very difficult or it would be very difficult for someone to just sneak off with a package that, that they're supposed to deliver. And I would assume the consequences for getting caught doing so would be substantially higher because we're talking about an age restricted good. Uh, we're not talking about a, a cheeseburger for McDonald's and maybe the driver got a little greedy and wanted to eat it. Um, the, the consequences for doing so would, would be substantially higher. And so I think that um, the, the sharing economy has proved that it can handle delivering age-restricted goods. It regularly distributes uh, <clears throat> alcohol now um, across the province. And so I think it's time to integrate cannabis into that as well.
0: All right. What have you heard from customers? Is there any pushback? Are there any people concerned about it at all?
1: Um, I haven't heard any concerns about it other than outside of people who were against legalization to begin with. Um, But for those folks, there's really not much you can do in terms of convincing them that this is good policy. On the consumer side, there are a lot of, of consumers who really like this, both in the context of the pandemic but also outside of it, just being able to, um, at the click of a button, order something. Let's say you're you're driving home on your way from work. You pop in, you grab what you've already ordered and paid for, and you're on your way, um, or having it delivered to your door. There's a huge convenience factor there. And then the other added benefit is that, unfortunately, in Ontario, there are still several communities who have no retail stores because mm-hmm. their, lo- their local city councils, like in Oakville are stuck in the Stone Age and can't seem to um, realize that this is going to be a legal product. And if you don't give people legal outlets to purchase them from, where do they buy them? They buy them illegally. And so um, delivery could offer some um, options for people who may be in these communities where there are no retail shops, but other retail shops that are just outside of their city boundaries um, could kind of help facilitate some access for those folks. And so that is another added benefit because those, um, we call them dry communities, I think are a big problem and uh, this could help a little bit.
0: You know, one of the problems that I see, and it's an outstanding problem, uh, and I think it's going to, it's this double standard when it comes to cannabis stores and LCBOs. You can see in an LCBO, you can see product that's in there. Uh, you mm-hmm. can see some product on the shelves. I think until we take down the papering in the front of these stores, we're still going to end up with stigma. And because of that stigma and the fact that it is, uh, it's just allowing, it's being allowed to exist because of the fact that you, you, these, these stores look nefarious, although it's been legalized. Mm-hmm. I think there is kind of argument for uh, delivering the product. You know, if I have to, I have in my uh, small town, a bunch of these shops set up. Uh, if I want to go into one in my neighborhood, I, there is a certain amount of shame that I feel that I should not feel if I want to go in and buy an edible gummy where I'm looking, yeah. a, you know, over my shoulder. Why? Because I'm going into a darkened doorway where everything is boarded up and meant to, even though it's legal, meant to look like something bad is going on there. So it's human nature to feel like, oh gosh, I hope nobody sees me doing this. When I can stay at home, dial my weed, if I want to, and uh, get it delivered with what you're proposing.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, you do certainly highlight some of the other ridiculous regulations that exist within the cannabis space where it was great that we legalized, but you could see that, that prohibition mentality kind of linger on um, in terms of displays and if you can touch the product before you buy it and all of those things that um, I argued with the province that we needed to avoid. We, we should have gotten to a more open, liberalized, safe and secure market as quick as possible. Um, but the good news is is that we are moving in that direction with the decision like this. And uh, I just hope that the the province will also allow for third parties so that it can be integrated into – uh, into e-commerce as quickly as possible.
0: Is that part of uh, what you're proposing in this?
1: Uh... It, it's part of what I've proposed. It is okay. unclear if the province is going to go that route. In any of the um, the coverage I've seen so far, it's not uh, specific enough to know for sure whether or not third parties will be integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hope they are just for, sake, for, for convenience sake, um, but the jury is still out on that one.
0: The, the Based on the fact that restaurants can deliver um, alcohol with takeout orders, uh, do you think that this is going to be passed and we will see cannabis stores given uh, permission to allow for a delivery and pickup?
1: I really do hope so. I really do hope so. For me, it's a no-brainer. Um, yes, cannabis is um, newly legal in the context of comparing it with alcohol, uh, but I think most people generally understand that the risks of cannabis can often be less than the risks of alcohol. Uh, And so for me to have cannabis more highly regulated than alcohol doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, And so I am hopeful that we can start moving the ball in the right direction and and have a more consumer-friendly and open uh, market for the adults who do choose to consume cannabis.
0: But David, what do you say to the person listening right now screaming, won't somebody think of the children?
1: Well, these stores are age gated um, cannabis stores, so you cannot even bring your child in with you um, like you can an alcohol retail outlet. But they're coming
0: to your house now, David.
1: Yes, yes, they would be coming to your house and they would be asking for your ID and you would have to show and prove that you are of age and you are who you are. Um, That is a pretty tightly regulated sale. And the consequence of getting that wrong is you lose your ability or your license um to continue to uh, offer alcohol or cannabis and so there's skin in the game for those who are delivering Um, once it's once it's been delivered to you as an adult those people who still say think of the children well i think it's time for them to maybe look in the mirror and be good and responsible parents if they're worried about youth access well then they have to take those steps at home i think the legal market in the situation i've just described has ensured that the product has gone from the licensed retailer to a person who is a, uh, over the age of consumption, ensured that it was them, ensured that they're, um, they're the person they say they are. At that point, there has to be some individual responsibility in there.
0: All right, David, thank you very much for um, joining the show today. It's been really informative and interesting, and I think you're going to uh, spawn some interesting conversations. And I want to thank you for your time.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Have a good one. David Clement is a North American Affairs Manager for Consumer Choice Center.